Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. This is a place that we bring together the world's leading experts on all the things health and wellness to help you optimize your mind and your body and your movement. This episode was with Mickey Agarwal. As you already may know, I'm reflecting on a transition from Los Angeles to the beautiful city of Austin, Texas. And while I'm in Texas, I've been doing some really beautiful conversations with some tremendous Texans. This today was with a New York City transplant or who also recently made the move out of a place of high concentration traffic, pollution, all things into a more rural location. Mickey Agarwal, her book Disrupt Her just recently came out. She is a multiple time author. She's won all sorts of awards. She's, I would say, one of the most pioneering female entrepreneurs, just entrepreneurs in general. In 2018, she was given the Most Creative People Award by Fast Company. She was, I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff. Let's see here. 2015, Time Magazine deemed one of her, I think it was probably her company, Thinks, or it might have been Tushy, Best New Inventions. She is a really powerful human being. And uh, I'm very excited to get to share her perceptions and ideas with y'all. Here we go. Seeing younger people that are like a younger version of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of going through all all the stuff. Yeah. And you don't recognize that you've actually, you're on your journey Mm -hmm. and you are evolving and you're going through these processes Mm -hmm. and you have made progress. Yeah. Until you see somebody that's like 19 and they're totally like, and they're oh. yeah and they're just and you're like oh wait I'm actually the one with the information to answer to you because I still feel like I don't know anything. It's very interesting. You, I'm sure you've experienced this. Wait, and then people ask me questions, and I'm like, oh wait, like this is boom, boom, boom. So I did for marketing. This is what I did for PR. This is how I, you know, like we turned a million dollars to a hundred million, whatever. You know what I mean? Like these are all the tactics to get there. Like, yeah, it's like oh wait, I, I guess there's some things in there. But I still still feel like there's like. So you feel like after all this time, you don't, you still don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, (laughs) I mean, there's a formula to entrepreneurship, right? There is like, there are strategies that work in marketing. There are, you know, there are, it's not like a, like, like PR coming up with like a weird idea to get your new business across, I think is, it changes every time, but the formula of a weird idea still remains true. Doing something that is a show-stopping, doing something that's noteworthy, doing something that makes people, that usually gets a pile of press releases on their desks, like editors who get like a million of those, like rather than just doing a million press releases, why don't you send them a weird package that's mm-hmm. got weird shit in it? Like, And that makes them like, that puts your package from in a different pile than the other pile of everyone else. And so I think that there's, a strategy that works every time. And I think, you know, when you think about PR as an example. So you think there is a strategy that works every time? There's a strategy that works every time, even if it's different. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, even if it's like, strategy? like, like the strategy, the strategy of creating things that make people stop and look. So for example, with press, my very, very first business was a pizza restaurant. And my dream was to get Florence Fabricant for the New York Times to come and write about it. And who she's like, she run, she like writes about all the five-star Michelin, blah, blah, blah restaurants. And like, I opened a pizza shop when I was 25 years old, having not a chef. I'm not like a, I'm nothing except for a little Asian person, like trying to create my first business. And so what, what I did was my friends and I put together this, this weird package. Like I had my dad, who's my dad's, my friend's dad's, who's a doctor, send me 50 IV bags 
And and then I went and bought like these nondescript brown boxes from like a FedEx or whatever, one of those like pack shipping box places for 25 cents each. And then I put these IV bags in there with a sticker on top of the IV bag. And the name of my first restaurant was called Slice the Perfect Food. Now it's called Wild. So the perfect food is a tagline. And so I made these little cards on top of the IV bags and it said, the perfect food will be arriving shortly. Until then, don't eat anything. And then underneath that were IV bags. And on the IV bag, I had little stickers on them, which said, should the lack of sustenance prove to be debilitating, please insert tube into vein. And that was it. And it was like this weird. And then underneath that was like an invitation to my grand opening of my tiny pizza shop on the Upper East Side of New York City. And so... And then I just, I, I went on my bicycle and I figured out, I, I mapped out all the, like the editors from all the magazines and I couldn't hire a PR person at the time. I had no money or no connections or nothing. And so I basically mapped out like, oh, this is where like New York Times, New York Magazine, like, and then I just like took eight boxes at a time and delivered eight per day and like snuck into the different places. I snuck into the New York Times office and sure enough, like the following week, center page New York Times, Florence Fabricant's article um, about my little pizza shop. And so since then it was like, wow, so interesting that anyone who's, who's done nothing in the past can get the best people to show up if you do something weird. And so then it actually went further than that. Weird or extraordinary. Weird or, yeah, extraordinary. yeah, extraordinary. There's yeah. so much ordinary. Yeah, 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 exactly. Different. Yeah. Weird, yeah, extraordinary is different. Yeah. And another example was for my, for my previous company, we were competing against every major label in New York, like top designer labels like Coach and all the different, you know, during New York City's New York Fashion Week. And we said that we were going to create the first fashion show like for our period proof underwear business. And during that same week that everyone was competing and vying for the same press to show up. And we put together these really weird packages. And I said to my team, I'm like, what's going to get people there is if the press has to take an action in the invitation process, then they're going to want to finish the experience by coming to your event. Mm. And so, so that was, that's psychology. If you start something, you want to finish it, see it through. And so I sunk cost, right. You're like, okay. So, so basically we, our team made these, these really cool plexiglass invitations that just said location, time, what to wear and date. And that was it. And then on top of that, I had my team go to Home Depot and buy quick dry cement and pour concrete, pour quick dry cement over each invitation and make these little bricks. And then I had these bricks hand delivered on a silver platter with white gloves at a model where it was white gloves and this like outfit and deliver these invitations to press. And the press had to then in in front of the person delivering the, the, these packages, these bricks had to smash the brick to basically smash the patriarchy at the time. And, um, <laughs> and basically, which includes like, you know, like men are victims of patriarchy too. That's a whole yeah, separate, right, separate conversation yeah. and smash the patriarchal preconditioning and basically, and, and then like go like that and then figure out like, Oh, this is where I'm going. And like from that experience, we had like 80 press RSVP in 24 hours mm. and 80. And it was like this past year for Tushy, my, my, my current company, which is like a modern bidet that clips onto your toilet. It's amazing. Basically, what we did was we created an event called ButtCon. 
And um, it's like Comic-Con, but everything butt related. We had like butt lift surgeons. We had butt masseuses. We had we had Kim Kardashian's butt workout person. We had like every butt, like we had anal porn star Asa Akira. We had the anal re- rejuvenation surgeon. It was just like, and we had Dr. Mark Hyman, who was like the poop doctor, who's also one of my best friends. Like we just had like everyone who's has a relationship to a butt. We had Layla Martin, who's my dear friend. Who's, oh, good. I love yeah, Layla. Yeah, you know she, she's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about sexuality and everything, like, you know, anal and, and vagina, like that whole. So it was just like everything butt related. And we had 65 Press came. One of the invitations was like DIY anal beads, you know, and just like we, and then like the press just wrote about like the invitations. And so I think just you don't have to have any budget whatsoever to get pressed to write about what you do mm. and what you create if you have a really fun, interesting idea that makes them want to finish what they started. I think you could almost be advantageous to not have a budget in a sense because it forces you to become yeah, forcing function, become scrappy mm-hmm. and also look different. Yeah. You know, so, so many, I mean, I, with this podcast, I'm sure you've experienced in various capacities, like getting endless emails from various different PR people. Yeah. Just nobody has time to look at them. Totally. You know, yeah. so you spend all this money and they let it, they're going through the traditional system. It's the same thing with the publishing, like the, all these traditional systems. Like, well, it's just, it worked at some point. So we just keep on pushing it down. Yeah. Be the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> but if like, you're forced into that position where you have to be scrappy and you have to be creative, it looks different and yeah, it stands out. Exactly. Like we, like another, another example that we did, was I just had my team go and buy like two dozen eggs, which cost like five bucks. And I basically had them poke holes in the top and the bottom of the eggs. And, you know, you blow the egg yolk out oh, yeah. and then it creates these, these, these little things. And then these just hollow eggs. And then I had them like, I ba- we basically sent messages to press being like, we, you know, we need you to answer certain questions or ask a question that you want to have answered. And then the, and all the questions we put in these little scrolls and then we like t- put the scrolls into these and then tuck them into the egg. And then the press, like when they came to the press dinner, had to like crack the egg and again like reveal the scroll and the question so just and then they all instagram story to instagram these things yeah. it just creates interesting things and it's endless i mean you just think about like you go to like any like children's craft like youtube page and you can find weird things to create that are cheap that are that are fun that are interesting because we're all just big babies totally. that just happen to be in this larger skin sack than little ones so, so speaking of big babies where do you think all of this inspiration to be so have so much dang tenacity and spunk and all that stuff <laughs> where does that root from because well. it's not common you are extraordinary. Oh, you really yeah. are. I mean, we're all extraordinary. We're, we're all, all snowflakes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all snowflakes. You know, but uh, yeah, like there's some recipe or formula. I think that it takes for a person to become so dang scrappy and just to continually break the norm. Mm. because the common thing is to be you know the sheep and kind of mm. be inside that and that's the safe place and then mm. there's the other places do you think like you just are serving some type of like archetypal role in the social zeitgeist in the I <laughs> mean, can everybody access that <laughs> yes i think everyone can access it if everyone starts questioning like why am i doing this like why am i using dry toilet paper to wipe my ass it yeah. doesn't make any sense like imagine if you jumped in the in the shower did not turn the water on and just use dry toilet paper to wipe down your dirtiest bits, people will be like, you're insane. 
Yeah. Right? Like we've just been indoctrination is so powerful. Like what we've what we've been led to believe to be true in the world, time is made up, money is made up. Every system that exists in the world is completely made up. And when we when we internalize that, like that's what I wrote my book. I wrote my book because I'm just like disrupt her because I'm just like we have complete power over our own destiny, over what we choose to see in the world, what we choose to believe in the world if we just gave ourselves permission to 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 see things differently. And I think everybody can do that if we're just like, oh, wait a minute, it's all made up. Wait, like these roads are made up. Like they don't even need to be like in this way. Like we can do it differently. Like if I was to make a town, I would make it circular and I would make it colorful and I would make it like not just gray streets. I would make them multicolored. I would make rounded corners. I would put flowers everywhere. And I would have all these, I I wrote a whole essay about what the world would look like if you know, if the feminine built our cities, you know, if like the feminine sides of ourselves and women and, and feminine yeah. built the cities. And it would be like, imagine if like every city had one hour of community service per month. How much fun would that be? Like we would go and beautify our cities together. It'd be like a fun day of like excursion every month that we go as a community to go and do. And we'd make the city pick up trash, like plant flowers, plant trees, paint things, different colors and bring cities to life. One, that's 8 million hours a month. If it's New York city, couldn't hospitals be like so many different colors and, and things be knit from like, and children could be part of like old folks homes. It's just like, there's just so much that we could change if we just got out of our own way of how things are done. That's why I started all my businesses. I started the restaurants because I was like, wait, pizza, the reason why it's considered a thalamus food, a brain food that people really love because we crave it is because it has all the food groups. And if done right, like we, our bodies feel satiated by it because it has all the things that if, if done right, yeah. we, we want. But because it's made of bleach flour, processed cheese, sugar-filled sausage, sugar-filled toppings, all this shit, People are just like, like they're, they're getting satiated from a taste buds, but then they feel like shit. So like the question was, can we create the America's favorite pastime? It's a $32 billion industry pizza. You know, Americans eat a hundred acres of pizza every single day. Can we take this beloved comfort food that we love so much and turn it on its head mm. and use gluten-free flours and hormone-free cheese and local seasonal toppings and local seasonal organic vegetables? And yeah, of course you can. And that was, you know, revolutionary at the time because people were like, ew, organic probably tastes like cardboard. 15 years ago when I started it, people were like, ew, yeah. disgusting. And so it was like a huge uphill battle to educate. And I think from my restaurants at age 25 years old, I learned so much about how to toe that line of being creative and being teaching and using education, but not being so education-y that it becomes like you're preaching, yep. you know? And so when you toe that line, like, oh, so when, then when I started Thinks, which is like shifting the way Americans think about periods, women think about their periods, not just Americans, but women in the world, you know, we, we changed culture in this category because we used art. You know, I, I basically came up with a three-pronged thesis to, to basically shift the way people think about things. The first is an innovative product, a best-in-class one-of-one innovation. The second is considered artful design, like using art, you know, across every touch point of your brand. And the third is really accessible language. And so when I started Thinks and when I started Tushy, these were all... These, this thesis just rang true. It's like using a best, having a best in class product. Our bidet is a best in class product on the market. As far as bidet attachments go, there are no better bidets on the market than Tushy. It does the job. It takes 10 minutes to install. It's a beautiful product. It looks like a little iPhone next to your toilet. It just makes you feel really like an upgrade, yep. but it's 79 bucks. And so it feels like you have this Japanese thousand dollar, multi thousand dollar Toto thing in your toilet, but it, but you like, 
but 79 bucks. And it's a precise shower for your butt. And it's like it's a great a, massage. It's a great massage. It's just, wonderful experience. it's just like, duh. It almost feels, it almost, it's funny how there's so, I think we have so much butt shame. It almost feels guilty to be like, oh, this feels pleasurable in my anus. No, it, no, it's a, <laughs> is this okay? It, no, because people think it's gay as if gay is wrong. Gay is amazing. I love, you know, and it's just like, it, it's just all stigma based on preconditioning. That's just bullshit. And so it's like, can we, do it the a better way. Yeah. Using water is a universal way to clean everything. Yeah. All of a sudden, our butts, the dirtiest part of our body is being used with dry paper. It's like, holy shit, how have we let, been led to believe this? Well, it, it happened since the late 1800s. Anyways, and so with Tushy, it's the same thing. It's like, can we use the one-of-one innovation, best-in-class innovation, the right art and the right accessible funny language to really shift a conversation. If you go to our website, check out hellotushy.com, you As literally- to tushy.com. Don't go to tushy.com. It's a, it's, a, it's a very graphic <laughs> anal porn site, okay? Go to hellotushy.com. Don't check my bookmarks. Yeah. <laughs> hellotushy.com. If you check it out, it's like fun, it's funny, it's artful, it looks like art- but it also is really funny to read. And so all of my brands have always been really accessible, kind of funny, quirky language, but aspirational and aesthetic. And so it it has this like juxtaposition of like, when you look at it, you're like, wow, that's beautiful. And when you read it, you chuckle. You're like, oh, you're like talking to me. Like you're texting your best girlfriend. Like you're you're talking to me. It doesn't feel so heady or academic or clinical or technical. It feels very relatable. Like I feel like familiar when you're talking to me about this versus... It's a specific, anal you know, anal device. Cleans- yeah, device that <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ah, what is it? You know? And so I think there's a way to talk about things. Whenever people talk about like their businesses, right? They go straight to different voice and they get all like yeah. worked up about it. That's the same with the introduction of the podcast. I don't do an introduction. I know. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. And, and, and like people, people just get all, all worked up. And, and, and then when you text your friend about it, you're like, oh my God, I have a great idea. Like, here's the idea. And like, here's what I want to do. And this is why I want to do it. And oh my God, like right. this is why. And you get, and you just talk like yourself. You just t- if you take that text and you put it on an ad, that's yeah. it. Because then it feels real. It feels authentic. It feels familiar. It feels not contrived. And that's the way like we write. And so when you read all of our copy, it doesn't feel super thought through. Like, every, what do our customers want us to say? Like, what do people want to hear? It's yeah. like, what do we want to share? What's authentic to me? Like, how do I feel right now? Like, that's what I want to share. I want to share in a funny way. We're talking about poop here. It's like, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let's have a good time. Like what, you know, it's like we're cleaning your butt. Okay. Like chill, you know? And it just like, there, there's a way to talk about it. And if you read the language, like I hired one of the funniest comedians from Upright Citizens Brigade, you know, from UCB, which is a feeder to SNL. And she just writes all of our copy, all of our funny, and it's just funny. And it's not, it's effortless because she's in the comedy world all day long and writing and writing and writing and writing all day long that it's just effortless. It doesn't seem like trying so hard to think up of something funny. Like, let me come up with the next poop joke. It's like, it's effortless. And I think that's the point. How does a person get to that point that they can effortlessly be themselves and not feel like there's a necessity to put on some type of facade or show. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so so actually, Andrew Horn, my husband, who you should definitely have in your next podcast, he's in the process of writing his book called Social Flow. Mm. And the idea is like how to get in flow state in social situations, like how to be in flow state. Yeah. Like, you know, you're in flow state if you get like a million baskets, right? But how do you get in flow state in social situations? It's like a unicorn. It's like this ethereal force that sometimes you're like, wow, I'm I was it. like, I'm in. Yeah, and you can actually create that and and his thesis is is also it's like asking yourself three questions and it's just it's just like his acronym is called i can and it's like intentionality curiosity authenticity and now so presence and so the idea is like intentionality like okay i'm coming to meet you for the first time it's like what's my intention well i want to be i want to have a good time with you i want to get to know you i want to feel what's my intention i just want to have a great time And then, okay, curiosity. So curiosity, well, I want to know about your life. I love learning about your dad. I love learning about your alignment. Like, I love your new business. I love your book. I'm so curious about your life. I just love, like, just learning about, you know, your life and and understanding how you get those big muscles and, like, (laughs) you know, all that, right? Like, how do you know acro yoga? Like, all these things. Like, so curiosity. So, like, I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to, like, make up questions, Right. I'm just genuinely curious. And like you feel that. Right. Yeah. And then the third Which thing forces you to put yourself in situations where you where you are genuinely curious as opposed to like forcing a triangle right. into a circular right. hole or whatever. Right. Is. Right. And then authenticity is like, what do I deep, deep inside of myself want to share? Yeah. Well, in the moment I was sharing about like, you know, our relationship with our dads. We talked about that, like how I'm, you know, my dad sending me sagas every day of his life and, and growing up in India and like, you know, all the crazy shit that he's been through as as a person, you know, growing up growing up in India and I feel so much closer to him than ever and you shared yeah. your story about your dad and, and and the roller coaster so like there's this kinship and what's authentic to me now is just sharing about like what's working in my businesses so that maybe your listeners can get something from it and take it away you know take away with for their businesses or their ideas or what they're doing in the world that's what I that's what I want to authentically share yeah. and so and I want to do it with presence like I don't want to be like in my head being like what am I gonna talk about next like I just want to be fully here and now and just like share what's coming up for me in the moment and so in that sort of in his Andrew Hornism, it really it really works. And like for a while, you know, it's like it's like it does it feel contrived? Any construct, like you said, it feels contrived. But then when you actually put it in practice, you're like, oh wow, it really does work. Yeah. How do you get into, into presence with yourself? Do you have any any like go to kind of practices that you go? Yeah, for? I've been doing I've been doing rounding, which is like a Vedic methodology mm. as of like just for the last little while which is the Vedic rounding is doing 10 minutes of asanas. So 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes of yoga, like asanas positions, and then five minutes of pranayamas, like breathing, and then doing 20 minutes of meditation and then 10 minutes of lie down. And then you do it again. So that's, that's considered one round in the Vedic sort of, you know, transcendental meditation, Vedic sort of philosophy and so you lie down for 10 minutes after you do your 20 minute meditation you get a really beautiful restful aligned place Hmm. and that's been really getting me in the morning and and then after that journal i brought my journal with me because i had some thoughts i wanted to share but we can i'll pull it out no i would love that actually what about down times not down times like relaxing down times like i feel like do you have moments of like not enoughness or moments yeah oh my god like all the time. And I think that's, you know, I that funny how that's possible for you. You're like beautiful and oh you're God. like, you've got all these, no. you get all the awards and you're an author and no. all that stuff. And you're like, it's the, still that belief system is still so deep in there. It's so deep. It's deep for all of us. I mean, you know, I wrote about that in my book, Disrupt Her. And it's, it's really all about how we, 
you know, we, we are born and from the moment we're born, it's like so much of how we grow up is based on punishment. Mm. And like, you know, if you don't do this, then you'll get this. And if, you know, you'll, this will happen to you. And if sit down, be quiet, shut up, don't talk out of turn. Right. You know, if you want to go to college and shut up and listen, if you want to get a job, then shut up and listen. Your voice isn't part of this equation. Sit down, be quiet, listen, follow orders. And it's like, whoa, okay, got it. That's how we should be. And if I think in my own spirit is wrong. Okay. Then I'm just going to, and then you all of a sudden are getting out further and further, further out of alignment yeah. because you're just living someone else's is truth. I heard something that like kids in elementary school get more orders each day than like a, like a soldier in boot camp. Yeah. And it's like, how could, you know, there's this, in my book, I talk about this study of this guy named Gordon McKenzie, who runs, who, who basically runs the creative department at Hallmark. Mm. And every month he goes to elementary school in his local, you know, local town to go and seek inspiration from children because children are biggest open channels of creativity and inspiration until we take it away from them. until we take it away from them. exactly and so this is this is the lesson the lesson is he would he went to kindergartners and he basically said who here is an artist and literally every single kid's like arms showed up and they're like me 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 i'm an artist woo look yeah. at that you know and everyone's like <laughs> pumped up and everyone's an artist and then he goes to the first graders and he's like, who here's an artist? Yeah. Maybe half the kids raise their hand this time like this. Already in one year of kindergarten to first grade, they've been deeply, deeply conditioned to sit down, be quiet, shut up. And, and like, if you raise your hand, don't be wa like waving it yep. straight, silently. And then by the time I got to sixth grade, it was one kid wow. like this. And don't call on me, like kind of like ashamed to be called on because he didn't want to be, he or she didn't want to be different. Yep. And so this is the whole point. This is this is why I, I, I was so crazed and about unpacking all this preconditioning where like how do we like where do these common beliefs that we have in relationships we have to have a monogamous relationship otherwise god's watching and you're going to get punished you need to follow one career path and if not like you're considered like a wishy-washy type of person yeah. money don't talk about money in public you're tacky if you talk about money in public keep that in behind closed doors so that only rich people can talk about it out loud and closed doors, they do all the deals. So therefore we're going to make it really, really taboo in the world so that only like certain people can talk about it openly and closed doors and we do all the deal. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like so much of it has to do with power dynamics, control, control of people, of humanity, of, of like, it's wild when you unpack it, which is why, you know, I really want to unpack all those things in the book. Like the education system is complete indoctrination. I mean, Horace Mann created the normal school and the common school, which are these, which literally called the normal school and common school to teach kids how to become factory workers. Factory workers yeah. Exactly. And it just like, like we're, it, it, it teach it takes the soul and the spirit and the usness out of the us, which is what creates this depression, anxiety, like taking Adderall and all this shit to focus in school because everyone has to, cause you're so not yourself. And so I need to be medicated and completely on so much speed for me to even just sit here and focus. It's like that or, Maybe I should actually ask myself, does this feel good to me? Yeah. Is this right for me? Is this an alignment for me? Like, what, like, what do I want? Even like it being okay to ask if this is okay for me or if this is good for me. Right. The permission just to like, just wait, even ask the question. just ask the question. And I, and I think that, you know, it's. And so not lie to yourself. 
Yeah, and not lie to yourself. No, you can, no and that's <laughs> and that's and that's that's so much of it is like this. I like, need to get that money. So yes, this is right for me. No, and so much of it is also <laughs> spiritual bypassing, right? Where people yeah. are like talking a big spiritual game. It's like, you know, love everyone and loving kindness, like all that, all these like you know terms that people hear over and over again, the yoga terminology, and it's just like people are saying it, but then acting with so much judgment sure. and talking so much shit yeah. and making. Because they fucking judge themselves the most. I mean, that's the most, like, you know, I've been seeing a coach for the last almost seven years now. I'm going to see her tonight. Lauren Zander. Who, oh, I love Lauren. Yeah, yeah. She's changed my fucking life. That's great. I'm yeah. filling out. I'm on question like eight right now. Of, of, of interview? Yeah. Um, over a questionnaire or interview? Questionnaire. Interview, okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. For, she sent me the PDF. Oh, amazing. Thing. Amazing. Yeah, so for, I'm like writing out my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to work directly with her? Um, yeah. mate, who connected you? I don't know. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she she changed she genuinely changed my life. She's lovely. She's and yeah. she's a buster. Yeah, you know, know, and she'll she'll get under your skin big time and 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 what she said is like the people who aren't ready to face themselves are the ones who weed themselves out. She's too tough, she's mean, yeah. you know, versus those who really, really want to do the work and are willing to laugh at themselves. Like the way she laughs at me, like is so funny. You know, like for me, like right now, my my big sort of thing is like you know, getting pregnant again. And mm. I'm just like, kind of like such type A person. Like I'm so like, I want to get pregnant and I'm like, just do, taking all the vitamins and doing every, all the things and like be, but she's just like, Mickey, she's like, go eat a steak and freaking smoke a J. You're fine. Like, yep. you know, just chill the fuck out. I know you're like type A Asian tiger mom over here, but like right. the most important thing in this process, <laughs> just let go and chill the fuck out. Yeah, I think surrender seems and like she just laughed in my thing. face. You know what I mean? No, that's it. And I think, People, we take ourselves so seriously yeah. and people are like, I can't believe she laughed at, you know, like some people like, they're like, I stopped working with her because I told her something really personal and she laughed in my face. And I couldn't believe it. And it's just like, man, you take yourself so fucking seriously. We're all going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Let's Oof. just chill out and have a good time. And like, for me, that's why I talk to her every week because then there are times when I get my, get in my own way where I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm, you know, I'm definitely in my head about this or I'm like. You know, I'm wondering, is my body, you know, just whatever, all the stupid shit that we think about, the not enoughness. I really understand why priests and like holy people have like rosaries around their necks is because humans get in our own way. And because we get in our own way and we're always dealing with like all this chatter in our heads and society, other people and like wanting to be liked and all this, all this preconceptions from like generations we like to get back to God consciousness, to get back to like oneness, to get back to love and to get back to like, I'm great. I'm so lucky to be alive. I'm so, oh my God, this is all a fucking miracle. Like to get back to that place, you have to keep being like, okay, this, this, this necklace represents that for me. Is that like, I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. Like no matter, like all of these challenges in my life are gifts. And if we really see it that way, it's true. And I think we can like heady and like in our head, just be like, it's a gift and fuck, you know, and like pretend like it's a gift, but then really don't get it or really see it as a gift. And I like, I really understood like the idea of like what it feels to love myself, like what it truly feels to love myself. Like I, I, I did the I did my first solo mushroom trip, psilocybin experience in nature in this like 360 mirrored experience where I can see like a million of, of myself from every single angle. How much did you take? I took like three... Three grams? Three grams. Oh, good. Yeah. So it was like a legit... <laughs> a heroic dose. <laughs> heroic yeah. is five grams. 
Uh, sorry? Heroic is okay, five Okay, but for grams. little me, I'm like five for li- one. Yeah, okay. for little yeah. Yeah. I yeah, bet yeah. you have some pretty good psychedelic potential. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I no. Like, <laughs> I was, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. So I, I, I basically was in four hours in this <sighs> called the Christ, Infinity Crystal, yeah. where it's mirrors from every angle. So you literally can't hide from yourself. That's what's so magical about it. Mm. So I, and not even, you just see a million of yourself from every angle. And then, so I just, and then, and then there were sounds of waves in there going like really fast. And then all of a sudden I was in my trip and I was like riding this, this raft. I was on a raft and there was like waves under me going so fast. And I was like holding on this raft for, for dear life. And then finally all the water goes like whoosh into my vagina. Like all the water that was under me in the raft goes whoosh in the vagina. And then it just starts whooshing around in my body. And then all this gunk starts coming out like reddish, chunky, blackish, just brownish gunk just starts coming out of my body. And then all of a sudden it stops. And then it's just like empty and silent. And then like white light just like enters my whole body. And I'm so filled with chi. I start like making love to myself. And I'm like, no, no. Like it was like the most unbelievable, like and I just started like feeling my own lips for the first time, like really like getting into them, being like, oh, oh, wow. Like, and it was like so, and the whole thing, I just like had this like full explosion of like, like, oh, wait, I'm a, I am a gift. Like I'm not unworthy of love. Like I'm so worthy of, I don't need to do anything. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to like cry. I, I'm just, I'm. I'm a gift just to be alive. And so is everyone else. And I just like to really feel that like, and not just in my head, but to like feel it so deeply. I came out of it and I was like, I really understood. And then I felt so much compassion for like 99% of people. There's so much love and there's a little, there's always like the haters in the world. Right. And it's just like, I, I, I felt so much compassion and love for everyone, like both all of you love me and, and like the little few people who like have this thing. And I realized that genuinely we cannot heal the world. We cannot do it. We cannot save the planet. We cannot help other people. We cannot if we genuinely don't have self-love. I want to take a brief moment and present y'all with the opportunity to support your brain health. So I teamed up with our friends over at BioOptimizers, which is a company that I've been utilizing for years. I support them. I trust them emphatically. And I'm especially excited about their Cognabiotic supplement. The reason that I like it is because it's not just a probiotic. It's not just a prebiotic, which is helping to restore the function of our guts, which is supportive to the function of our minds, our brains, our hormone levels, the way that we think, the way that we feel. It also contains 17 nootropic and adaptogenic brain health herbs to enhance mood, manage stress, and improve memory. What I really love about bio-optimizers and cognobiotics specifically is you actually or I actually feel a difference upon using them. So a lot of supplements that I take, I, you know, fish oils and such, I kind of cross my fingers and hope that they're making a difference. With this stuff, I actually feel different after taking them. I actually feel a little boost in my energy, a little skip in my step. And the best thing about it, if you don't experience that yourself upon purchasing, upon trying, send them back and you get full money back guarantee for one year. So you can take this stuff. You can take the whole bottle. If you are not satisfied with the results of your experience, get your money back. That's a huge, huge deal. 
So you have absolutely nothing to lose, everything to gain. And uh, you also get yourself a 10% discount by going to cognibiotics.com slash align. That's C-O-G-N-I-B-I-O-T-I-C-S.com slash align. So if you could use a little boost in your memory, a little boost in your mood, a little boost in your energy levels, and some support for your gut health, and you are open to trying something new with absolutely zero risk, then check out Cotton Biotics by going to cottonbiotics.com slash align. All right, here we go. Back to the scheduled programming with the beautiful, talented, pioneering Mickey Agarwal. I've had interesting sensations of feeling very compassionate for my boy self, which mm. I still have remnants of boyhood. Totally. In, in this, Don't we in this, all? Like, man body. <laughs> but that's it's an interesting, like it's easy for a person, me in this case, to project out and be like, oh, that person, oh, that poor person, that poor person. But I've had interesting sensations of like looking back at me and typically it's easy for me, easier for me to look back at myself in high school or myself just previous. Like there has to be some gap between before I can start to look and be like, oh man, you sweet little boy. Mm -hmm. But inevitably that gap just keeps on going further and further as you age. So therefore like I'm still in that right now. Totally. So like looking, totally. looking is like, oh, like you poor, like you little boy. Yeah. Not even a poor boy, just like, like, oh, you little boy. Like being able to communicate with yourself. that part of yourself. I literally wrote in my journal like a couple of weeks ago. It's like 2019, I learned how to comfort myself mm. and really just be like, you're good. Like, I love you. You're great. And not be able to, like, I'm so good at comforting others, making other people feel so good about themselves and so like powerful and strong and like epic. And we're like Asian tiger mom, like, you know, biggest critic. Right. And so to be able to be like, Oh my God, you're great. Like you're good. Like you're, you're, you know, it's just like when there's that critic that comes up, it's just like, okay, where is it coming from? Like, like, like I would someone else, but like before I'm able to vocalize it in any way, I've already talked myself off a ledge, you know, for myself. And it's like, it happens all the time where I'm just like, oh, there's that old conditioning that comes in from like when I was like fucking 12 years old or when I, oh, there's, it comes in for when my coach told me to shut up, whatever. Or like, oh, that's when I got, you know, shat on by the press, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just so much like stuff that comes up that you can just like be really upset about. And then you're like, oh no, no, that's just part of this journey of being disruptive in the world. That's part of this journey of like trying to change things and it's okay and yeah. you're good and you're, you're making a difference. So that's all that matters. What is your belief with the patriarchy and matriarchy and all that stuff and how that, because I'd imagine things ebb and flow and like yeah. the pendulum swings back and forth and there's nothing wrong with anything that's happening at any time. It's just cycles. Yeah. I think it, the patriarchy is, is not the majority of men are also victims of the patriarchal conditioning. Yeah. Men are, it's more acceptable for men to be violent than it is to be emotional. It's more acceptable for men to be violent than emotional in the patriarchy. And so men bottle things up and they don't want because they don't want to be weak and or like a girl. And then they just like comes out and he's like angry and then yeah. they fight and then they eh. it's just like, but if we're able to just be, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling insecure, I'm feeling this is coming Stop up for such me. Such a pussy, like, first of all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some of a pussy. Like are you serious? Pussies are you know fucking. They're very resilient. We to tell you. have babies out of these things. Okay, like it's just insane that these terms 
exists. Like it's a like it's just like balls mean strength and pussy means weak. It's like I just think it's it's all about control. And even like men, like there there's select few men that were that wanted control and power and to dominate. They then condition they, they basically said to all these other men to get in line and battle with us. And these other guys are like, uh, okay, I guess, you know, and then all of a sudden it became like really the patriarchy started in the Neolithic times during the Neolithic times when land became divided. So before that, it was hunter-gatherers. We would all gather, we would hunt, we would hunt, we would just get what we needed. Yep. We would eat food, whatever we needed. Then, the, during the Neolithic times, farming practices oh. came. And then all of a sudden, agricultural movement, right? So, and then all of a sudden, it became like about, this is my land. Yeah, People property. started claiming all this, these certain men started claiming their land. And then they said, they said we want to only marry virgins so that we know who's our lineage so that they can own the land that I claimed as my own. And then all of a sudden this land got divided and then that's when this scarcity mindset began. Because before it was abundant. Everyone shared, everyone hunted. Oh, if you had more, come eat with me. And then all of a sudden it became about mine. And I've then- seen this in not National Geographic. I watch certain things on Instagram like Nature is Metal and various different channels like that where they sell just show how hard nature can be. Yeah. And I've seen this similar mindset happen with I think it was rhinoceroses, but I think it happens with with various different critters in nature that they will kill the offspring of the from the previous male because they it's a similar thing like this is my property. Right. And so I think it could be argued that perhaps there is some like animal mammalian reptilian instinct to have that and it's spilling into us but we have consciousness culture but then there's but then there's that there's that and so it's like we have consciousness (laughs) to be able to to be able to realize that we can supersede all of that and operate from a place of love and togetherness and oneness because that's actually true like we're all like you know you know spaceship earth across the it's like you know it's like like what the fuck there's plenty of shit for everyone you know and so there is and it's just like it, it's that'll, be just the quote, this, that'll be the, the quote for the podcast I think. <laughs> there's plenty of shit for everyone yeah, yeah. Like and that. then just like no but it's it's this it's this mind mentality where yeah like I, my two year old has this mind mentality doesn't like to share and he's like in this mode and we have to kind of allow him to kind of go through that and then learn his consciousness that it feels good to share when he shares it feels good like for me you know like every time i like pick up the tab for dinner or take our friends on a trip or 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 take our friends to whatever or my family or whatever it's just like and i give i feel so much better than receiving like it just the, there's more the serotonin, the endorphins, the 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 you know the the all those fires, all those things fire off. You know, my sister, my sister started Daybreaker, the early morning dance movement. Oh, good. Yeah, my twin sister. There's two of you. Yeah. How delightful. <laughs> I have a line which is, I have an identical twin sister. She's really hot. <laughs> That's like a good that. one. Yeah. You guys are identical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You and do a whole she, podcast probably on identical twins. Oh, it's 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 quite fascinating. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys, do you guys are you guys like telepathic? We are not telepathic, but we we can just give each other a look. I mean, just we know sure. each other for your whole lives. Like yeah. you, you can you don't have to say anything, and you know exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. So there's telepathic in that, but it's just it's like if you knew your family member for for your whole life from the womb, you just any little tiny cue you would get it. Like you would tell you can tell if they're like acting differently, so something's wrong. You could just it's not like I'm here and she's there, and I'm like she's in danger. Like it's not like that. Yeah. 
It's just more like we were from the womb to the tomb. She coined this term called dose. And so dose by daybreaker. So the idea is like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. So when you're dancing in community, it's like you're touching others, you're dancing. So your endorphins are firing a serotonin. All like your dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins all come from, from dancing in community, for being in community, dancing in community, moving your body. And I think that that's the, that's when you realize, wait a minute, like we're so much better with when we're all together, operating in unison, being like collaborative. I mean, look at trees. I mean, trees support each other. When one tree is sick, yeah. the other trees give give the, that tree the nutrients to the to result. Network. It's just incredible. Yeah. And we just get in our own way because of the mentality of scarcity of, oh, these people drive these fancy car and, oh, that family has this, all this wealth and all this family. And you just are like advertised to a billion that you think that that's the life that you need to have. And I thought that too, that I'm like, okay, once I get wealth and I'll be, I'm the same person. I think you could argue you know? that projecting yourself as being highly successful and going out of your way to get the fancy car and get the fancy clothes and the fancy watch or whatever could be argued that it's like a subtle form of violence yeah. because it immediately it, yeah. puts people into a place and then what you'll find a separation well separation yeah. exactly i'm here which feels good for you and you'll boost your testosterone levels and cortisol right. will go down because you feel like you're higher up on the social hierarchy and all that stuff Eek. but then that becomes slippery because that creates a, a disconnection yeah. and so all the stuff that people are trying to do with their with like psychedelics and breath work and sexual stuff and it's meditation all, about, all that all stuff is all about unicity and yeah. connection and so it's very fascinating that that something as simple as just like buying your buddy a gift or totally you know, just sending them a compliment or a compliment. Yeah, just giving them a video, being like Andrew says, like if you have anything nice to say, say it all. Yeah. So like anytime I have a nice thought about someone, yes, immediately yeah. tell them. Right. And just text them or send a video, being like I was just thinking about you, and this is what I thought because you're so fucking epic, and yeah. it's so to tell you, and just like share, and then they just and it feels so good to share, and it feels so good to receive. It's just like. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's so free. I think yeah. all of those are like little micro doses Do- of that of dose. that unicity sensation. Yeah, hundred percent. And so we try to we go for the macro, and we're like we're like cool. I'm going to do the her- heroic dose, and go out to the woods in a mirror chamber, and like yeah. I'm going to see that I'm connected to everything, and I've known this all along. And yeah. then that's great. But then how do you resource that sensation in your actual daily life? Because you can integrate little pieces of that into every aspect of your life throughout the day. And then you have like a real secure foundation balance of unicity and duality. Yeah. As opposed to just being stuck in like my castle, my watch. Exactly. exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, I've been reading Ram Dass. I've been reading Sadvi's book. Ugh. And all of it is about how do you stop yourself from separating? Yeah. How do you not just like and just bring and yourself loving, back. And even bring... loving that. So loving your separation. Well, yeah, like, right, right, but 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 as in like creating separation with others through superiority or through these sort of like old like this conditioning. Yeah. That that is actually the, the the issue, and the idea is to bring it back. It's like coming home to yourself is really about coming back to one to togetherness with everyone, and yeah. I mean that's and it's like so fucking overused, and it's a felt experience. It's a felt experience. So, yeah. yeah. I think most of the good things are overused. Most of the, like true. most of the, like yeah. religions and like really like the Quran or the yeah. Bhagavad Gita or yeah. the Bible or the upon like any of those like this is good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just like use power. Yeah, yeah. you can base your whole life off of any of those books. Yeah. In my experience, I've listened to most of them on Audible at this point. I've actually read, grew up reading the Bible yeah. or whatever. But everyone, it's pretty much you can base your life off of the thing. I think we're all attached to the same basic truth is truth. 
no matter where it is, what language it is, you know, yeah. what time of in history it is, it's always the same consistent truth. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the what's the Tolstoy quote? There's like a million different ways to raise an unhappy family, and only one to raise a happy family, which is. Oh, I think everything we're talking about, yeah. like, like no, I, sharing and being compassionate and being, I think it's just being honest. I, and I also think it's, it's about like what I, what I wrote in as like dedication to, for the book, I dedicated my book to my, my son hero. And I just said for my book, disrupt her, not do cool shit, but disrupt her. And basically in the book, I said, hero, I, I promise to never lose myself for you because the more me I can be, the more I can inspire you to be you. Yeah. And so the idea is that like, right. If I can just be me and love my life and you and you're witnessing me loving my life and being like ah, with the world and you and know, not fake loving your life. And not yeah. I mean, yeah. Not being in the room, be like, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, I am Good. so oh, I know. great. I'm just like orgasmic goddess energy. I'm I like, know. oh my like, okay. How are you? Yeah. Are you okay? You seem a little anxious. <laughs> Totally. No, no. I mean, I've, I'm just, yeah, honest. That's yeah. the right word. It's yeah. just like honest and also like passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. In the world and, and just being, being the best, like the version of yourself that you want to be in the world. And I think so many people get confused when they have children. It's like, now it's all about them. And then my life revolves around them. And that just has to do it to me. That just feels like it's, it's bypassing them looking at themselves in the mirror and they all of a sudden project on their kid because they haven't gotten their own their own lives really figured out. How old is your kid now? Two. Two. Two and a half. Did you stop breastfeeding after after when? Or you still I stopped breastfeeding at fourteen months. Fourteen months. Yeah. Did you notice the, the around the time of, of stopping the breastfeeding? There's supposed yeah. to be kind of like a shift in their their theory of mind because as the your child comes out of you, it literally is you. Yeah. It still is you. Yeah. But then once you come off of the teat, there's this separation and I'm, I'm not a father or mother or anything, but I'm curious, did you notice anything like that? Was there any change in relationship after coming off of the teeth? I think he's definitely become like every month. It's been more and more independent, just more and more mm. independent, more and more doing like right now. He's like, you do it. He, he, he can't get you or me. Right. He thinks, cause we are like, okay, you, me. Yeah. Right. So he goes, you, you have to teach that me. Yeah. So he goes, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. As in he wants to do it. Yeah. So he's always like, you do it. You do it. anything. Like I can't touch Isn't that great? anything now. Like I can't, I can't put his clothes. Like he just wants to do everything on his own. But anytime he's sick or he hurts himself, he goes, mama, mama. And then I have to like kiss him and then hold him and hold, kiss the boob like where he fell and hurt himself or and he still seeks comfort in me and that like he was sick all last week and I just held him. I just held him like close and, and that's just his home. And so like, I really felt so, like, like we were back, like, like he was back breastfeeding yeah. in that way because he was, he just needed me so much all last week and it was so sweet and so precious. Does anything stand out particularly that you learned from your kid? What's your kid's name? Sorry, I'm Hero. Kid. Hero. You learn, Hero. You learn from Hero? Hero Happy. Um, Hero Happy. He's so cute. And happy. Is it Hero Happy? Yeah. Oh my God. H I R O. I love that. Hero Happy. You know, Hero Happy. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, oh my God. I mean, resilience, no fear. I mean, for example, we were on a plane and it was like one of the scariest, bumpiest rides ever. And he was like, wee. And I was like, oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was like, like you know yeah. and I was like oh yeah 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 it's like it's if we're gonna die 
Well, that's like, what you learn. What's going to happen? Like, there's nothing the- that's going to change, whether I'm freaking out or yeah. I'm like, wee, so I might as well wee it. Yeah, that's the same thing, back, like, harking back to the psychedelic self. Like, that's what you learn in ceremony is you have a choice. Like, totally. cool things are shifting. You might forget your name or whatever. You yeah. can freak out. Yeah. And panic and get up and run after your name or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you just be like, oh, I, the name is gone. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I melted. (laughs) Okay. I became the carpet. Yeah. (laughs) All all right. You know, it's like if the plane's going down, it's like, all right, the plane's going down. Imagine dying like that, not not in a place of acceptance. I know. No, literally, Savi said, you know, expectation is the mother of frustration and acceptance is the mother of peace and joy. And so, like, having expectations is good. Like, the plane's not, like, every time you get in a plane, it's not going to go down. So, you know, you're expecting that whenever a car hits a red light, it's not going to like keep going. Right. And so like you have expectations to like live, but it's like there comes a point where it's like if the expectation's not met, you have to accept. Acceptance is like the most important thing. And I think for me, like, I think like I expected my body like right away to get pregnant, like in two seconds, you know, it's been like several months and I'm like. And it's probably the universe being like, you're not done with, you're not done with like taking care of hero yet. Yeah. You know, you're still in the baby mode with that. So like you got time, like you have time, but like my, like, I was like, oh boy, I made, made up my mind and now it's like not. So I have to then accept in the divine timing of it all. Yeah. And like, sometimes I'm like, God, like I call Mark, my doctor and I Mark Hyman and I'm like, what's going on? And he's just like, she got to chill out. And I was like, okay, I call my, I call Lauren Zander and she's like, Nikki, you're trying to get an A. You can't get an A when they're they're choosing their, their spirit is choosing their own birthday. Like just chill, you know. And so I'm just like, okay, right, right. Spirit choosing. Okay, got it. He sounds a little hokey, but I'll take it. You know, like. Yeah. A, but so then I'm like, but I have to like really believe it spiritually that like there is a spiritual birthday that this baby comes. Like, yeah. you know, hero is a cancer. There's no question. He's strong, but he's sweet. As, you know, like so. You know, I am like my mom. My mom's a cancer. It's July sixth. July sixth. Yeah. July 5th, 6th, and I'm the 7th. Seventh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my mom. My that's mom great. is great. And yeah, amazing. I love that. Cancers are the best. I really love can- Cancers and Aquarii. What have you learned after being so, what would be like traditionally accepted as successful, at least from a financial and like cultural business perspective? On the other side of that, mm-hmm. you've made all the money that you would need, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you learn sitting on the edge of that mountain or that summit? that doesn't change much. I mean, it, it helps with if there's any family stuff or if there's any, any like emergency, any like emergency thing, or if you, if you can, if you, if you're able to help friends out for any yeah. emergencies in their lives, like I feel like I can take care of more people. And I think that there's a lot of comfort in knowing that like we're good, yeah. but at the same time, like my drive is still the same. My passion, all of a sudden it's not like I'm a different person because I sold my company or whatever. You know what I mean? It just feels like I'm still the same driven, hungry, curious, like person with the same motivations. And it just becomes like now the challenge is, okay, how many more people can I help? Are there any how things many that more people out, I can support? Are there any things that stand out in that journey that at one point you were confident were true that now you don't believe are true? Money definitely does not buy happiness. That's for fucking damn sure. I think it, it does give a sense of peace in some ways. But depending upon how you manage, depending on how, yeah, and that's the other thing is just like how you build your life around it. That's the other thing is like my life hasn't changed. I still like, I still believe in the value of a dollar. For example, like I rented out my place to a friend, you know, in Brooklyn while I'm away. Like, because why not? What I always tell my husband, I always tell 
you know, teach here, or I always just respect the energy that is money is energy. Yeah. Money is energy. And it's like, respect it and don't be like, oh, you know, like I, for me, it's like, can I, is it, is it really fun to take care of my friends and take them on a, on an adventure and do things like that, which, you know, we just did. It's been so fun. And, and it was such a connected experience and everyone showed up for us too. And so stuff like that is great. And then you go home and it's like, then you go back to being you. And so you have to still feel like, I still feel like I'm, I'm still like, okay, what's the next challenge in the world that I can help solve? Like, what is, you know, I think about, you know, Bill Gates, you know, with, with, with coronavirus, right. He's like hundred million, let's go solve, you know, like he's able to deploy as things happen. And I would like to be at that place where I can help as many people as possible while I'm here, you know? And so it does change the like goal post, yeah. you know, where it's like, oh, my, my original dream was here. And it's like, oh my God, like I'm now, now like, wow. Okay. You're going to end the patriarchy. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, like what I care about is excavation of self. I care about nature. I care about solving, you know, uh, helping people on the planet, like really like through innovation, through disruptive innovation. Yeah. I, you know, I care about art and music. I care about dancing and movement. I care about surprising and delighting you know, my friends and people around me, you know, and I, and I, and I, like, I have an, an art, an art, I, an, an sort of an art installation idea that came out of the, the, you know, the crystal experience in nature, you know, where I met this guy named Zuby from Planet Z. I'm not kidding, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just, I think, you know, life is long, but life is short. And I yeah. think that there's a lot left to to milk, you know, like live deep and suck the marrow out of life, right? Like that vibes. And I, I really am in that place where I want to continue to excavate or just come home to myself more and more and just like get all of the, you know, self, you know, like all this, all the piles of shit that we've been laid on, not, you know, by, by society, by teachers, by all like the, the preconditioning and just constantly be like, oh, wow. Like that's me. Like, feeling this way because of this society. Oh, that's me. Rec- oh, that because of this, or that's because of, you know, my parents said this at one time and, yep. you know, like, and just catching myself really fast. And like, again, we're humans. We're, we're okay. It's okay to be flawed, but it, there's this amazing analogy of this, like the story of this, like sensei, this like, you know, Japanese martial arts sensei. And the, the story is that like, you know, he has like 30 different attackers attacking him at the same time. And, you know, and his students like watched this and he was able to like completely get all of them while they attacked him at the same time. And they were like, how did you do it? Like, how did you, like, how did you get them all the same time? And he said, I actually, it was so fast. Like I didn't get them all the same time. It was it was one at a time, but I got them so fast and came back to center so fast that you didn't even notice. Hmm. And so the idea is like in your mind, we have so many things that just like, it's like, oh, this is about myself or my body or my this or my like, I'm getting older or I can't have a baby or like whatever, right? Like all these things that we're, we're saying. And then, and then you're able to be like, nope, self-love. I love my, you're so beautiful. I'm great. You know what I mean? Like, and then you just basically like, you get back to center so fast that it doesn't even bother. Like you, you almost, it's almost inconceivable because you're, you know, the, the observant of yourself is so gentle on you and so loving that like the you gets like tamed by like the witness of you. And then you're able to like, won't even be able to see any of that because I've caught myself so fast. Yeah. Right. 
that it's fine. And so like, that's, that's the work that I'm doing right now is like catching, it's like, Ooh, I get to practice. Like, you know, in the, cause like in, you know, in nature reading all the text, I'm like, Ooh, I got it. I got it. Like I felt it, the mushroom experience. And I like, in my meditations, I transcended the whole thing. I was like, saw God, like, you know, like yeah, the whole thing. And then in practice, like I'm getting like my husband and I got into a fight yesterday and whatever. And then like able to like, how fast could I able to like hop to my shit or him be able to, you know, like how, how fast can we recenter? And that's it. Have you had to judo any situation since meeting me? Oh, <laughs> I was like, whoa, he's got a nice body. <laughs> okay. I don't even know. There's no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, it's safe to say that I very greatly appreciate that you exist in the world. <laughs> oh my God. Ditto. Yeah. I, people need to get your book. Yes. That's the direction that people should that's go. That's coming out tomorrow. It's coming out mother flipping tomorrow because yeah. it's Monday, the whatever. The slash second. Is evergreen. Yeah, so we yeah. keep it going on. The second. Um, so we talked about everything. We glanced at the book a little bit, but so can you break down the book a little bit? Well, it's called Disrupt Her. And it's really just disrupting. All. And, and by the way, it's it's called Disrupt Her. And if you're a, a guy watching, you know, I have a, a literally a page which says a note to men. And I'll read it. Disruptor has her in it, implying it's written for women only, but he is within her, much like man is within woman. Woman. The Bible speaks of man. Aristotle writes about man. And even Viktor Frankl wrote man's search for meaning. Yet women read those texts too, don't they? So why can't we say her and woman and have men read it too? We can. Yeah. This book was written by a woman for women, but it's meant to be read by all humans. So when I refer to her, it does include you too, if you so choose. And Love so. It. And it's artistic, like you. Like your expression in the world. Yeah, I drew all the pictures. This is, if, if I do a book too, this, I'm envious of this. Oh. This is very cool and it stands out and it, it matches exactly what you were talking about before of, of something being extraordinary and standing out. Oh my gosh. It's very cool. Well, I hope you read it. I look forward to it. I apologize that I haven't read it. I've been listening to interviews of you leading up to oh, this. I know all sorts of strange, odd details that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mention in this conversation. Well, so, so this, book, this book looks at 13 areas in your life where you think this is the way it is about money, about career, about love, about relationships, about the culture of complaining, about just, you know, takedown culture, just about yeah. like everything that we think this is the way it is, this is the way it's been done. It unpacks where those, those thoughts come from. Like where do those preconceptions, where do those common beliefs come from? It, just like we talked about, like the education system, how it comes from the horse man's like common school, normal school. Just by knowing that, yep. that it was that the way we're learning with the standardized desk and the rows of tables is for factory workers, we can say, oh my God, like I, no wonder I had to take Adderall all these yep. years because I can't focus in this way because it doesn't feel right to me. And I'm like, and so like, all these different things like that for people to really be like having these aha moments. Like, you know, Stacey Lennon said, after she read the book, she's like, this book shook me awake. Like in sure. that, like the idea that like, it's like, wait, this is how, why I've been, this is why I've been wiping my ass with dry paper all these years. Like, it's actually like that kind of, for me, that was a revelation for me. Like, and that's why I started Tushy. Yeah. It was like, I can't believe we've been doing this weird indoctrinated thing for all this time when we could have been doing it the right way with water, which is how we clean everything else. Right. Yep. So the same way, like I can't believe we've been like 
not able to talk about money out. Because when you talk about money out loud, guess what? You can have better deals. You can actually have a bit more pay. You can actually like ask people around you, like, what are you making? Oh, then you have more. You, you, you start having more power around it yeah. versus being so weird and uncomfortable about it. And so you start to be able to talk and ask for more and be like, you know, when you're when you're in that place of power in the subject that you feel confident in because you talk about it more and more. Yeah. Just, I mean, in relationships, like, yeah, monogamous relationships. Like I'm in a monogamous relationship, but like my husband and I are, are talking about going to our first play party. I don't oh, know. Good. Just like, you know, Layla, because she's amazing. Anyways. Are you going to the one in a couple weeks? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, we might just I might just I might just like see and be seen and just okay. like, you know, Perfect. and like to get to like work out and like get pumped up like this family. I'm like I'm in the process of like pushing my boundaries in that way where I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe you'll be like, who knows? You know, and also like and, and again the indoctrinate, like I'm Indian Japanese. It's like I grew up with so much tradition in my head that I've just I've always been like eh, like I'm I'm into like I've been like you know I've kind of looked around but I'm like eh, no it's like I just haven't felt like the because the indoctrination is there versus yeah. like it not being there and so like trying to push my edges of indoctrination versus like what I really feel yep. and so to like the only way you're going to understand is it indoctrination or is this how I really feel is by actually getting to your edge and pushing yourself you know like getting to it and seeing like peering over and trying it and if not you're like cool that wasn't for me it's just we talk about the culture of complaining I talk about that a lot in my in my book the culture of complaining how like we've sort of live in a world where people galvanize together around negativity. Yeah. It's, it's like talking shit about yeah. their boss or about just their job. How are you? Like, I'm just getting through the day. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh, really? me too. You're it's just like, getting through it? You know, the job's just a job. And it's just like, you know, I watched this movie. The, the, it's, it's the Netflix thing called The Factory by it's Obama's first movie for, from Higher Ground, their, mm. their, their production company. Mm. Check it out. It, it just won like a bunch of awards. Cool. And it's basically about how the Chinese billionaire bought an American factory and how they how the American system compares to the Chinese system and like the level of pride the Chinese have in their jobs and wearing their uniform and how they feel like they're part of like a sorority fraternity, like, like, like a group in their company and they like sing songs about their companies. It almost feels weird to us yeah. because they're like singing songs, like an anthem, but it's their company. It's like a school chant, yep. but it's like, but for us watching it, I'm just like, Whoa, that looks like so crazy. But yep. then I'm like, Oh no, that feels so right. Cause then people feel like they belong to something. They feel like they want to work extra hard for it. And, and then you look at the American culture and the isms of like, talking shit and complaining about yep. like the water cooler well, not being in the separation. right place and creating this and being like my bosses and give it blah and it just creates this whole it was so interesting to see the difference and the distinction between the way the cultures operate and so to really understand like why psychologically we think like it's okay to like talk shit and be mean or like talk down on cut tall poppy syndrome to yep. make everyone feel like even and less small you know like there's there's so much psychology around that versus like the way I talk about it is like be inspired. Don't be jealous. I hope to inspire people with innovation, entrepreneurship, creativity, or whatever it may be that I'm I'm here to like serve and, and give and 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 work on and 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 hone versus it being like, oh well, she's the, the, like the, the, she, you know, whatever. I just like I've gotten a lot of love. And I've also gotten a lot of like takedowny vibes too. And it's like <laughs> weird because it's confusing at first because you're just like, wait, like here I am just trying to like make the world better and trying to change a conversation for the better. But, but sometimes it just makes people feel small or yep. it makes people feel weird or 
I don't know what. And and my whole thing is that like when I meet someone who's like doing amazing things, I'm like, tell me more versus like, you know? And so I think this is, this where, this is where it comes to really loving yourself first. And then when you get to love yourself, you're so full that you get to be like, with someone else. And I think that like by constantly reminding myself, oh my God, I'm so lucky to be alive. Oh my God. I'm like, I have a healthy kid. Oh my God. I'm like, I have such a great community. Oh my God. I have like a great relationship. With my health. Like, oh my God, like everything's so like, like I'm just all these stupid things are like just bullshit from like indoctrination or old patterns or old beliefs. That's all sanskaras, like all the shit, you know, where it's like, no, 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 like work. I'm so good. And, and like, and I want to show, I want to like, inspire you I want you to inspire me I want us to inspire each other I want us to be best friends forever like you know what I mean like that kind of thing like why can't that be why can't it be that way versus like oh I met this guy and he was like all like you know Jack you know, <laughs> you know what I mean like I show off you know whatever like right like I like <laughs> or be like okay I'm gonna go work out like yeah. okay, you know like well, we got to wrap this thing up. Yeah. So I think if you navigate the world from a place of humbleness and yeah. like I'm the first to, but like if people have issues, I, I try to see that. I try to see that with compassion. Yeah. And if someone despises me, yeah. I also try to see what's their perspective yeah. on Yeah. Like maybe there's, maybe they're coming it's valid. from, yeah, maybe it's totally valid. Yeah. Or maybe it's not valid and it's their own thing. And if it is, I can see that person from like a hurt boy or girl that's living out that, that wound of whatever it may 100%. be. And so the person that is actually acting up in the tribe is the person that actually needs the most love. And the people that are copacetic are the people that they need love too, but they're like cruising along. Like they've created their own momentum. Yeah. And so when you have a, a hater in quotations, mm. it's actually an indication that you found the person that really needs the most support. Yeah, totally. And I, I dove in a few times. And Not that you need to, to be the one supporting them, but yeah. that's what it's indicative I of. Did, I did. I don't. hundred percent. And I talk about that a lot in the book too, just like where we are in the emotional spectrum of ourselves. Like we can only be loving, supportive, kind to others, but it's, it's to, it's to see it and to really understand where these common beliefs come from. And then from that place, you can disrupt them one by one. And so that's really what the conclusion of this book is, is that like we can disrupt every area of our life powerfully in the exact way we want. I love it. And Yeah. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. I would say to actually read your book. I apologize that I haven't read it already. I didn't have a copy, but that's just an excuse I'm making up. I could have I could have gotten Oh, could I have gotten a copy? Yeah. No, it's not out yet. No, no, but I could have given you an advanced copy. Yeah. <laughs> I so greatly appreciate you sharing this time with me. Oh my god. And us. Yes. So good. So people grab the book. Is there anything else? Check out Tushy. Oh yeah, Tushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hello Tushy.com. Well. Yeah, yeah, but most importantly, of... check out the book. That's really what this is about. All right, let's do the book. Yeah. Check out the book. Disrupt yeah. her. Disrupt her. Beautiful. For men and women. For together. men and women. All right. Thank you so much. Mm. Over now. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you did, por favor, you can share it on the Instagram. You can tag myself at Align Podcast. It is such an honor to have the opportunity to share these conversations with such brilliant, amazing people. If you have interest in learning more about her, I highly recommend checking her stuff out. And finally, if you are into traveling and also into fitness and mobility and keeping your body functioning well, I recommend checking out the Strength Kit by Align, by us. It is the perfect kit that I put together for myself, essentially. It contains four different strength resistance bands, a hip band, a door anchor, a traveling case, 
and free access to the fundamentals on how to use them. We also have more in-depth courses that can be found at alignpodcast.com. And uh, it's something that I've been using for the last couple years. I literally take it with me everywhere I go. I'm going to Mexico here in like two hours and I am bringing the strength kit along so I can keep my fitness going, keep my mobility going. And uh, it's just easy, it's light, it's flexible, and it's really is the perfect tool for travel. So that's just have it around your house in general. So you can find that at alignpodcast.com slash shop. That's alignpodcast.com slash shop. On there, we also have clothes. You can find programs. You can find all the different stuff. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, look forward to speaking to your holes next week. Bye.